Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self Made is a Myth show, where we are talking to successful business owners to hear their stories of their journey to building their business. And because we know that achieving success in business is not something that we can do on our own, we're taking some time to recognize the folks who have helped us to excel. Today, I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest started programming at the age of 13. In his downtime, he enjoys programming as well as stock trading automation, and he is most proud of his children. It's my pleasure to welcome Brian to the show today. Hello, Brian. How are you, Tim? I am fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, hey, let's start with having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you live, about your family, and some of your hobbies. Yeah, yeah. I'm living in Indiana these days, um, but I was uh, really born upstate New York and um, retained sort of, you know, some of that uh, East Coast time and uh, heritage until... I really uh, grew up, had kids, and moved out to uh, Indiana, where I've spent probably the last 15, 20 years or so. Um, I, you know, don't have, I have the normal tech geek hobbies, right? Like I code in my free time. I do occasionally play a little bit of Minecraft, best game ever made. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, fascinating games like that. But um, I'll spend uh, as much time as I can, though, um, traveling or, you know, hiking different areas, et cetera, trying to get unplugged, you know, wherever I can get the opportunity uh, to, to really do something like that. And that could be a beach or a mountain, but, nice. you know, try to enjoy those things as well. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and so are you here by yourself or are you, any family move here with you? Uh, my wife and three sons uh, are here, but, you know, my kids are pretty much grown. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, uh, it's pretty much uh, almost an empty nest at the moment. Fantastic. Awesome. Hey, Brian, is there a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today? Uh, you know, there there are stories that my mother tells better, <laughs> better than I do. If you will, uh, my my wife enjoys them much more than I do. Probably, you know. Those sound uh, perfect. Of, exactly. Oh God. One of her uh, one of her favorites is uh, you know when I was maybe like five, my mom wanted to take me to the store and I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And you know, ever the negotiator, I I told her and promised her as I, I drew a line apparently with my foot on the ground that. You know, I wouldn't uh, cross that line. I wouldn't draw on the walls and I wouldn't drink the poison under the counter. Right. I'm still like a Gen Xer. We still left poison under the counters, apparently, in, in my growing up. So uh, that's what youth was for Gen Xers. That's but awesome. she didn't leave me home alone. So, but you know. She did had, or didn't? She did not. I had okay. to go. It didn't I, work. I to, not at five. Right? But. Nice. <laughs> Still, well, still some responsibility at that point. <laughs> but tell us, Brian, um, how the business came about. I know you've had uh, a few different businesses. But at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? <laughs> That's a fun. That 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 is actually uh, 
you know, sort of a nod, a nod sort of question. I'm not sure uh, <laughs> that that moment existed, right? Uh, in, in, in some sort of moment, because I think I was so fed up with the status quo and corporate. Mm. And I realized I was sort of off mission. I had always known I was going to run a software company and I was trying to learn as much as I could about doing that. And I, you know, I was in a mode where I was raising kids, paying bills, stuff mm -hmm. that, that people do. And, um, you know, that corporate environment was so toxic, mm. right? And they wanted to do a project that was going to be miserable and fail. So they were going to spend <laughs> millions of dollars wasted to fail. I, I let them know it was going to be wasted and fail. And, you know, they were not interested in my opinion. And, you know, we, we parted ways and I, and I had no choice, mm. right. But, but to sort of make that leap of faith. Right. And I'm not sure I'd call that confidence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you're sitting there with no choices. Uh, bills still have to be paid. And you, you know, you're deciding like, this is the moment where I've had it. Yeah. And I'm going to make this thing work no matter what happens. And, and, and sort of, you know, that's, um, you know, maybe an odd type of confidence, but it's certainly conviction. Sure. Right. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing that because, um, you know, it, there can be a, a misunderstanding of the posts that people put on social media where it makes it sound like, right. That everybody's confident, everybody's got it all together. And, you know, the hundreds of business owners that I've spoken to, that's really not the case. So I thank you for being transparent and sharing that with folks. Yeah. Social media looks quite different than reality. In <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. So Brian, tell us a little bit more about uh, the company that you're, uh, that you're building now. Yeah, I have a, I have a couple interests right now. You know, I think um, the prime business that we're still moving forward is um, Perceivant, which is a great company, but we've hired a president to run that company. He's fantastic. And, you know, like I always encourage people, like you need to hire people who you believe will do a better job than you, mm. right? Like these are the things you're you're trying to do. You're trying to build a team, not of people who won't do as good as you, but that you really trust will do better things than you. And I think in perceiving, we've hired a president that can do uh, quite a bit better job and have a greater passion for what's happening there than than what I have at this time. And uh, I'm very excited about that. Um, and I've started a few new ventures, uh, one with uh, automated stock trading, which mm -hmm. is facing its own uh, its own challenges that's sort of like the uh the ikigai of my of my you know passion set right. um and then yeah i'm working on a new venture called dine tribe which will help groups of diners or people who want to eat out or share a drink or a meal together uh find you know a really good place uh to to do that to meet and to do that and i think um Sadly, that is a terribly unsolved problem, and we all eat like every day. But maybe we go out once a week. We want it. We want it to be reliably good, and we want it to be good for the entire group. And for anyone who plans in that group, it can be challenging. We'd like to make it easier. So. <laughs> Amen to that. So that that is so relevant right now. We went out last night um, before the Colts game, and uh, 
the experience was terrible. The, the food was late and we missed the kickoff. And it's like, oh my goodness. And, and despite the fact that it was, we had a reservation and we were there, you know, two and a half hours ahead of time. So there should have been no reason that we would be late for the game. So I, I uh, like what you're doing. That sounds yeah. like you needed that app. <laughs> right, right. And groups, groups are tough because, you know, people have so many variations on eating and drinking constraints today. Uh, we don't do a good job of recommending anything other in the world today than the sort of the highest advertising bidder. Mm. In it, you know, seems to be what gets the most recommendations today. So, Very challenging cool. at best. So I know you're. Um, it's still you're you're working on it. But is there is there a launch date? What's the? Is there any? Can you share anything, or is it all still confidential? Already putting the pressure on. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we would like to in Q two um, be in some form of beta. Okay. For that, yeah. you know, it's in an early um, fundraising and technology implementation phase. Uh, but but you have to have a certain number of unreasonable deadlines. And, you know, sure. technology, if left on its own, will be perfected in perpetuity. You know? <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> uh, we've really got to get something high quality, but, but probably not what you'd be comfortable with right you got you got to you got to feel a little uncomfortable about yeah. it and yeah. then you maybe hit the right spot so awesome well yeah challenge so exciting congratulations <laughs> brian share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it even though maybe you thought you couldn't and the impact that uh, that person had on you yeah probably had a couple i think um the 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 great thing for me has been being lucky enough to have amazing mentors all along the way. And I think, you know, you end up in these situations where you want to wonder about what you can do or how to do something. So if you, if you start from where I was, I always wanted to run a software business mm -hmm. and knew that I knew that was what I needed to do. I knew that's what I would be happy doing. And I needed to acquire, you know, skills and knowledge to solve some of those problems. And, and you know, those businesses, you just can't start them. If you don't know anything about business, you can't start a business. Right. Problem, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. You know, I could do things like even then write stock tracking apps, not, you know, uh, as useful given my uh, stock trading knowledge at the time, mm. which was still quite, quite limited. Um, but even my, very first job I took was at a small software company, right? It's an IBM Global Services partner. And I got to work on IBM Global Services projects. And I would work nights and weekends anytime I could to just follow the owner around anytime he would give me. And I just followed him around. I pulled wire through walls, had nothing to do with the, with the, with the future career job, but I wanted to see like, what does this guy do? What does he think about in his free time? Why Why is he pulling wire? Why am I here with him on Saturday? <laughs> you know, is he doing this? Is this is this helpful? Well, you know, it really instilled sort of that mentality that as as owner, all the glorious jobs weren't going to just land upon me. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> like literally taking out trash 
Yeah. <laughs> wire through walls was going to be one of the jobs that I would do if it meant that I could sort of preserve the productivity of, of my team and right. what they were doing. And he certainly wasn't going to pull someone off of a billable project to do some of these right. other, other things. He was doing them, you know, himself. And I realized that a lot of these things, you know, from that weren't complicated necessarily. They weren't amazing. You know, you don't give awards to people for taking <laughs> out the trash, right? Because anyone can do it, but um, maybe you, know, you should. Right. I, mean, should. <laughs> I just think like all of these things. Um, but he he was he was amazingly uh, inspirational in that regard. Also, just career wise, right? He spent time on little things how i acted professionally with clients how i addressed what i thought about how how to focus on things that were positive or be persistent or continue to work through uh challenges you know i didn't know i thought i knew a lot i knew nothing <laughs> i learned quickly how little i knew and uh i think you know through that you learned a lot about how you could learn do hard work and, um, you know, you could kind of see yourself saying, okay, I can see myself doing that, that job in the future. Right. And I think, uh, you know, that, that was inspiring, did push me always to do, to do more things. And that just never let up. And I think, you know, I sometimes took jobs that maybe weren't the highest paying mm -hmm. or didn't look quite right, just so I could work with the people that I wanted to learn stuff from. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and what's then, that? What's that business owner's name that uh, you were just describing? Uh, Larry Howe. Okay. He, he was an I. It was in Boston, actually. He's a great, he's a great, great guy. Usually don't like to um, name too many, many people. They don't want to necessarily also be uh, named, but he's, he, he was extremely helpful to me. That's awesome. And obviously that's, you know, it's your first job. It leaves an impression. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he's a great individual. I like how generous he was um, with his time to to mentor you and train you and guide and direct you and and uh, let you see the the full picture so that you can have that perspective. That's amazing, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I I I just think that most of the people, at least in my experience, have been very open. Mm -hmm. um, in the in the I would say. Um, startup small business world in the corporate world right extremely opposite i've been lucky <laughs> to have decent mentors there as well um but uh there is an attitude of abundance mm. in the startup world uh in the small business world even back then um but in the corporate world there's such a mentality of scarcity yeah everything is scarce yes uh in that environment and Yes. you know, sort of the antithesis of, of where I'd want to be. Even little things like planning, right? You're always told in the corporate world under promise and over deliver because we, you know, we don't want to set ourselves up for failure and not get our bonus. It, that's, that's one of the things that I have to deprogram with my clients is no, think big, right? St put a stretch goal out there. If you don't achieve it, you're, it, that's okay because what you do achieve is going to be bigger than your conservative version, you know, that you were taught in the corporate world to, to plan. Uh, abs absolutely. Uh, you know, I talked to our team about failure, you know, just the other day, 
like if we're not failing, we're just doing this wrong. Mm. And, you know, it's sort of like a shock to their system. Yeah. Right. You're like, wait, why, why, why would we want to do that? Well, you have to do that. Like we're going to set goals that may be irrational. We're going to reward you greatly if we reach them. Um, but on some level we have to, you know, fail quite a few. Um, I think, um, you know, even, uh, this was recent. I saw Elon kind of do a piece where they were talking about, you know, blowing up engines faster (laughs) and they're just trying to produce something. Yeah. Cycle times and we're, we're blowing up a lot of them, but we're blowing them up faster. Yeah. And, you know, cycle time is everything. Yes. Indeed. And so yeah. uh, you got to be got to be comfortable with some level of failure. I, the, you said the the fail forward that our our founder has a, a, a saying that I like. He says he never fails. He either succeeds or he learns. And I thought that that's just a great way of of explaining failures, right? It's not failing. It's I'm learning so that I can do it better the next time. Yeah. yeah so speaking some, of some learning, trial. Brian, what's, what's your biggest learning as a business owner? <laughs> you, you have to love this stuff. Mm. That's number one, right? Because it's really hard. It's not just, it's not just sort of hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Uh, and, you know, just because you're positive and you, sort of think good things will happen they don't always happen mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they will happen so so more than likely after you know 20 years now of of doing this bad things just happen black swan events will happen and uh you need to be ready for that mm-hmm. um i think one of the things i learned that i wasn't necessarily sure i was going to learn was that i'm in sales yeah oh, I, yes. and as a yeah. <laughs> programming sort of math focused individual the realization that i'm in sales or, uh, or certainly <laughs> was in sales was was somewhat of a shock even even to myself uh, but if you want to run a business you're in sales yeah and you better come to grips with that yes know, really, really soon um because because sales is king yeah uh you know i think uh, but i've learned <laughs> i've learned more than I've than I've asked for or wanted to learn, I think, at the moment. So it continues in and it continues. Your your sales comment, I'm la- the reason I'm laughing so much is because I had that similar conversation with my wife when I was um contemplating going out on my own. And she's like, Tim, you don't like sales. You're this, you're not gonna and I'm like, it's not sales. I it's gonna be great. And <laughs> And then in the first, you know, in the first couple of years when it's to your point, when it's really hard and right. And, and, and I was not feeling at my best. She's like, I told you, you weren't going to like sales. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh man. We have been days away from different entities away from no cash and you, you know, have to close something or have to collect something or, you know, that's the, the, farthest place from data analytics you you could ever imagine right because the, the data side of me says we sent an invoice it was due in 14 days why didn't they pay it yeah the person wouldn't pay their bill well uh-huh. it turns out a few quite a few yeah so what has what's been helpful for me is the, just the switching of my mindset so it's not sales i'm professionally helping people to make a decision that's right for them right? and now it's like oh my goodness i can do that right right i, I like that much better yeah so, so brian we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation so tell us about 
your biggest challenge during the years and maybe a fellow business owner that came alongside you to help you get through that? Yeah, it's probably not too uncommon now to hear that COVID has been company's biggest challenges. I don't think that's any different for us. I think um, we thought we would have a great opportunity to take advantage of COVID at Perceivant, uh, being that we were digital learning platform and there has been some good um, side benefits of that over time. However, colleges close their doors going into many summer programs. And so, um, you know, that's shocking. It's unplanned. It's a black swan event that you, you just can't, you can't think about. So you can't imagine colleges just canceling their summer classes in, you know, April, right? Just telling students to go home. We're not going to take your money. If, if you had asked if I thought schools would ever do that just six months earlier, I'd say no way. Right. I'm not going to forego all the planning, all the revenue. Colleges don't move that fast. What right. could make that happen? Well, COVID. Yeah. And and so I think um, I think a lot of business owners, myself included, um, you know, sort of shared stories and opportunities about how we were going uh, to get through that time. But you know, for us, um, our lead investor, who's also owned, you know, several businesses really stood by us, knew that the mission was good, worked with us, um, you know, to continue through that struggling period, um, not only just from financial perspective, but how to restructure, how to, um, you know, mentally and emotionally get back up right. from, you know, 50% revenue losses. Mm-hmm. Right. All of a sudden. So it, it was it's shock to the to the system. Sure. And I think, um, you know, you need sort of some folks who have been through some black swan events and are in a situation to to help you through that. But but certainly without them, uh, we wouldn't have made it through. And it's a challenge. It's yeah. a challenge for a lot and a lot didn't make it through. Yes, that the very true. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm just thankful that uh, that you had that. Um, opportunity that you had that support and that understanding and because to your point many didn't so right uh, so very very awesome that you had already built that you know that infrastructure and had people on your that had your back and was willing to to work through it with you so congratulations <laughs> if if I had if I asked you to pick three people Brian in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for being there for you that's that that has helped you with your business growth who are those three people and what did, how did they help you? Yeah. Yeah. Certainly the investors we just talked about, mm-hmm. there was three people at that. It's a family run shop. Those three, I'll count that as one, but I mean, without them, I think we would uh, struggle immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been, you know, patient, kind, and also, you know, I find they push you the most, which is great. Yeah. Um you know, certainly uh, my wife has endured 10 years. <laughs> Crazy. What's uh, your wife's name? Jennifer. Okay. Jennifer. And, um, you know, there can be a certain number of uh, long hours or um, irrational work moments. <laughs> and having a, uh, a spouse that's supporting you and on your side is is insanely helpful to keeping things 
you know, structured and moving forward the right way. Um, and then, you know, if you go really back, uh, we had a couple of angel investors, one in particular who wrote the very first check, you know, and said uh, they would write it on a handshake. Of course, we did paperwork, yeah. but, you know, uh, they said, look, if, if we didn't think we could write this check on a handshake, we wouldn't write it. Mm. And, you know, they just had a belief uh, in me and uh, the business partner at the time that, um, you know, it, it, it made you, it made it possible, mm -hmm. uh, but it also made you realize um, that individuals like that who are sort of paying it forward, um, you know, really sort of change the course of how everything works and, and, and sort of also set this bar like, okay, we got to make this work. We're going to have to pay them back. Like right? this, has to, this has to happen. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, certainly um, that first sort of check of, 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 of size, right. Um, you know, six figure size, you know, it's meaningful and, yeah. it, and it's hard to not be grateful to, to, to someone who has put that kind of faith in you. Yeah. Wow. That's all. I'm, I'm just in awe about, you know, the, the, the generosity. And then to your point, the confidence that that generosity gives. And, and also you alluded to it also that burden or that responsibility, right. Of these people trusted in us. And so we've got to, you know, pay it back and, and make sure we do, you know, nothing's guaranteed as you already mentioned, right. right. With the, the black swan events, but doing everything that you are capable of to, to, to honor um, that commitment. And so, yeah, con congratulations. That's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing. So as you think about the next three to five years, what's the biggest challenge or challenges that you see that you're going to face in getting to your goals? And who are the types of people that you're going to need to help you solve those challenges? Yeah. You know, if, if we go back 20 years, which is hard to say. You're asking what the next three to five. But if you go back 20 years, I had a very good economic picture of what the world looked like through 2020 to 2022, mm -hmm. surprisingly. Um, and I mean, a very good picture. So I felt I felt very confident in what the world looked like through that time period, even into the COVID event, right? So like we had, expected a downturn in 2020 in some aggressive way, not knowing the trigger would be COVID, sure. but had, had planned for that. I think what's challenging right now is, is an economy that is so uncertain mm -hmm. that it is hard to see. Right. And we are living in a time in a period where um, I think the, the next two years is going to be rough. You know, we're in, I think, a recession right now. I know that's controversial on some level. I don't know why it's controversial. It's it's just true. Is but I think 2023 is going to be rough economy. 2024, I'm um, hopeful and positive that 2024 can turn that around. So if you're if you're looking at a three to five year challenge in a, in a bad economy into the next year, what types of things? do you need to do to, to survive next year to get to those three to five years? Right. And what does that look like? And uh, what type of talent um, and what type of economic goals can you really set in what, what I expect will be a very challenging 
uh, economy for, for people in the next you know 12 months. So I think those things are, are really challenging. And probably if you're looking at a, a consumer business or a stock trading business, a stock market that's in 30% declines and extreme uncertainty is, um, you know, it's an opportunity. Sure. For sure. Uh, but it's also a challenge, yeah. um, right? Raising investment when investments are extremely challenged and people are losing uh, billions in some cases, as mm-hmm. you've seen with uh, some of the tech investment collapse, like in in coin, right? FTX, et cetera. Yeah. I think uh, those environments create moments where um, capital doesn't free up or flow as freely as it might have. Valuations, I think, will come under intense and scrutiny. Not not that they shouldn't. They, they probably should have before. Sure. And they're probably going to in the future. So I think that those economic challenges are going to are going to drive a lot of pressure on what happens over the next, you know, 24 months. And you know, companies, there's probably a few that don't make it out of that window as well. And then, you know, like any time period, I think it's going to be hard to find the technical talent and sales talent. Like it's always, right. there's never been a time in my life where I go, oh, we just have an abundance of <laughs> salespeople. They're just falling off of trees. It's, it's, you know, that that is never, uh, that has never been a statement. I think that's always a challenge. You need to find the people that, can close those deals and move the the the, the products that you're needing to move mm-hmm. um and and those are really unique you know individuals and tech talent is, is 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 always challenging i mean think about i was trying to think about in terms of stock trading who i could talk to about one of the problems i was trying to solve i have zero people in my rolodex mm. zero like I, like i have to figure out the right quant trader you know in, in indiana i don't it's not against indiana but it's, it's not a high quant training environment right sure. so you can't just network your way into some other quant trader that has tried to solve you know sort of one of these problems i'm trying to solve yeah. um so so how do you how do you find that person you know these are sort of edge talent cases i'm not talking about you know, you know sort of some of the more mainstream just tech talent but but um that type of edge talent that's you know high in those uh, data science categories i think will be um, still challenging to find the right people despite all of our sort of collective efforts to to get programs and schooling and boot camps and you know college programs turning out students um finding those right individuals that can solve those problems in a rational way i think will still be really challenging yeah, there is a there's definitely a big uh, a big concern with the recession. I agree, we're there already, and we don't know how long it's going to be and what the the true impact's going to be. And um, but what we do know, at least from COVID, is the the folks who sort of put their ducked their head in the sand and said this is just going to be a couple months and pass over <laughs> right, did not uh, do very well. Versus those who, like you were saying, said, hey. We know it's here. We're going to face it head on. We're going to pivot. We're going to adjust. We're going to figure this out. Um, those businesses actually came out the other end in a much healthier position than go, where they were going into COVID. So I, I appreciate what you're saying in terms of 
eyes wide open. Right? Let's yeah. let's head it face on and and work our way through it. Yeah, ab- abs- absolutely. It's not it's not it's not something to be to be ignored. And I think um, in terms of like my paradigm of thinking through it at the moment, in terms of maybe a stock market in general, um, with such great uncertainty in the market, you know, maybe there is uh, more openness to um, a different way to 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 participate if we if we can bring that you know solution to market that is mired in regulatory and other legal constraints right now but um you, you know i think that uncertainty through is going to last for a certain period of time right and uh it's going to be uh it's going to be exciting to see though <laughs> there are there are no boring days in the stock market for the last three to four months i'll tell right. you that so. so jim Rohn said that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with so as you think about this what advice do you have for business owners who are trying to do it on their own you know first that seems like a ridiculous question to me like I, I don't, and I know you mean it in a, in a genuine way, but if I think about a business owner who's trying to do it on their own, I think of someone who is unemployed or self-employed mm. and that's not a business. And, right. and, and, and so, so I do, I, I sort of just, I, I struggle with that on, uh, you know, and on some level, like what, what, what kind of business are we even, are we talking about? Um, uh, on the, on the other hand, um, I do have that stock any that I talked about where I'm the primary person who does all the work. But even in an effort to not do that alone, I found um, a handful of individuals who I have, um, you know, we don't let them code or do anything like that. But, you know, they, they participate to keep you sort of sane and honest. Your brain, the human brain has a tendency to not be able to check itself very well. Mm. And so I could easily <laughs> lie to myself about my uh, performance. <laughs> right. I cancel out the bad days, keep the good days. Your brain can trick you immensely. Yes. And so um, without having some outside check and balance, even in that entity where those individuals um, are, are participating really only at a check and balance level. Sure. Right. Um, but but it's it's just it's just required. Yeah, it, it, it's it's impossible. If I if I think about um, one of the early businesses we started, you know, I partnered with someone who was just excellent at sales, just just fantastic. Right. And so we knew, hey, I've got the pieces that I'm doing and the, and the skill sets that I have that are going really well that are just as required. But you're going to do this the stuff that I'm not that good at. Right. And I think um, statistically, if you, if you look at the successful outcomes of businesses, partnerships always do better than sole owners. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just a reason for that. You just, no one person has a hundred percent of, of the high skills needed to, to compete. And, and I would say today it's, it's even harder. It's even harder. So, you know, going it alone, just, again sounds more like you know i'm self-employed yeah and that's okay that's okay um there's risk in that uh for sure 
and it can always lead to other things. But I think when it leads those other things, what you're going to find is it leads to enabling other people to to work with you and participate and grow this to something that is you know bigger than what one person can do. So um, you know maybe it takes a little bit longer, but you have to you have to find those checks and balances and those you know those other folks that um, you know cover your gaps. <laughs> <laughs> if you will, your skill gaps. And then, you know, everybody has a bad day and a good day. Right. And hopefully, hopefully sure. whoever you're working with, their cycle is the opposite of yours. Right? Like, <laughs> yes. Really, you know, occasionally be great if they meet, but they don't always do that. <laughs> so, Brian, you've been uh, blessed with some incredible people, it sounds like, who have helped you along on your journey. If they were all on the show here today. What would you want to say to them? <laughs> You're crazy. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, you know, try to not uh try to not wait, but you know, we've said say thank you a lot. I think um, you know, we've tried to realize that most of these things um could go away sort of almost at any time. All of these things are, are 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 sort of temporal. They're one black swan event away from, from not really existing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that uh, most of the people who've been impactful have often believed maybe in me even more than I have, right? Uh, my wife will say that often. I'll try to say to her, we have this challenge. And she'll just say something like, well, I'll just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, well, right. I, I didn't know. I, I, I will just, you know, I'll just figure that out, obviously. I always do. And it's like, you, you know, but, but a lot of those individuals had, um, you know, faith and confidence in your work, even when you didn't or more than than you have. And uh, it's greatly appreciated. It's how it's how you kind of get 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 to where you need to be. So thank you is what I would say. But I, but I, but I hope this would not be the first time. <laughs> that's, that's all I did. Like I hope this, this, if anyone heard this, this would not be the first time. Fantastic. Well, Brian, it has been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Hopefully, it's helpful in some way. And uh, thanks for your time. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self Made Is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help spread our movement by liking the show and posting about it on your social media. And to join us, go to BeMadTogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward, and I'll see you all next time. Take care.